0: welcome to locked on kentucky your daily kentucky podcast on the locked on podcast network i'm curtis birch host and producer on news radio 630 wlap the home of the cats
1: and i'm kyle tucker of the athletic and together curtis and i are here every day monday through friday talking the cats if it's a big deal to the big blue nation you can hear it right here on the locked on podcast network
0: this edition of the show, we are going to be talking some basketball recruiting, both grad transfers and 2020 guys, uh, plus some uh, comments from John Calipari, and I'll share a quick tale from uh, Vince Mara, who I got to talk to earlier today. Uh, I guess, Kyle, let's start, well, I guess we'll just start where we always start over the past few episodes. Carrie Blackshear Jr. It is, I, I have seen into the future, Kyle. Did you know this? I got a crystal ball, and I looked forward, and I had a vision, and it is the year 2047. (laughs) And and, a a random recruiting blogger has tweeted out that Kerry Blackshear Jr. is now considering Mars University on his list of schools, and they are considered the favorite at this point.
1: This is the third generation clone of Kerry Blackshear, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, his, he,
1: he's, his, mor- his, mortal, his mortal body uh, never did make a decision. <laughs> but his various iterations in the future are he, uh, getting really close to a decision.
0: He is at this point just an orb of consciousness?
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Okay, he, so... Um, he's just
1: been uploaded to a machine.
0: He's in the cloud. So uh, uh, we've said this, I don't know how many episodes at this point. Still waiting. Um, the latest report that you've heard, people have, have tweeted out that, well, I, I you pat yourself on the back, Mr. Tucker, because you, you talked about this, I think it was even last week, where people sh- shouldn't count out Virginia Tech. It was uh, reported by a couple people that now Virginia Tech is possibly the leader. I think the most interesting dynamic about the whole Virginia Tech situation is that an assistant coach, uh, Christian Webster, who was retained on the new staff. He was under Buzz Williams and is now under Mike Young at um, Virginia Tech. He tweeted out, Hashtag Hokie Hokie Nation, let's show Cary Blackshear Jr., his handle, how much we want him back in Blacksburg. Kyle, is that a
1: violation? I don't know. I haven't gotten any clarity on that, but, like, In most regards, I think grad transfers, once they enter that transfer portal, are treated in most ways like recruits again. I think they have a limited number of official visits they can take and all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, I guess being in the portal doesn't mean you're out at the school you were leaving. So, I guess technically he's still a member of Virginia Tech's team and they can talk about him like that but uh i don't know it's kind of weird it's certainly a little bit weird and it's also it also strikes a little bit of a of a desperate tone to be like publicly begging the guy to come back and fans to reach out to him
0: yeah i agree um i i i've called for this several times and i just can't wait till it finally happens at some point in one of these recruitments someone will stand up and they'll be like yeah you know i was i was gonna go this way but i got a bunch of tweets and they told me to come back to virginia tech so i did i i don't think that virginia tech fans <laughs> tweets are really going to impact his decision uh too much kyle
1: I, no like i
0: don't know at this point what else to say and i i should i want to i do want to say this about this whole situation though you know this this it may be frustrating to fans In all honesty it's a little frustrating to Kyle and I cuz we planned on doing these podcasts in person together during the day but now they're being they're having to be scheduled at night in case something breaks cuz we don't want to record in an afternoon and then blackshear decide and then have to re-record so it's like kind of messing with our schedules messing with a lot of things but uh, like the the stuff that's going on none of it is really like from a back and forth standpoint like oh tennessee leads virginia tech leads kentucky leads florida leads like that none of that I don't think is coming from Blackshear Jr. It's just people that are trying to follow the recruitment. So it's not like indecision from him in the sense that who quote unquote who the leader is. Obviously it's indecision on where he wants to go ultimately, but I'm not like mad at him for not making a decision.
1: Yeah, I mean all I think all the leader stuff is is speculative and it's, you know, and that's really not anybody's fault either because everybody's trying to cover this story and they're trying to reach out to anybody they can get. That'll talk to them about it. That it, even if they're on the periphery of this decision. Um, so, uh, but no, I don't, I don't think Carry Blackshear jr is necessarily jerking people around. Um, and g- good for him taking his time. I mean, he, he, he did his four years of, of college and he's earned the right to go wherever he wants to go next. Cause that's how it works. If you get your degree and you get out of there, you can go where you want to go. Um, and it's a big decision for him, so I don't really fault him that. But yeah, I mean it. It, it does get it does get tiring. Uh, like I said, like you said, e- every day we're kind of like, well, let's wait till ten o'clock. And and if he's going to announce today, surely it'll be before ten o'clock. And of course, one of these nights we're going <laughs> to record at ten o'clock, and then at eleven fifty p.m. he's going to tweet out a Tipton edits. <laughs> yeah. uh, thing of him in one of these uniforms, but you know, somebody else I saw and I, I would, I would absolutely credit if I could remember who, who, whose feed it flashed through my uh, timeline on, but it's an interesting point, And that is, uh, maybe he's trying to work out a deal, a professional contract. Um, hmm. you know, it, maybe he's trying to sign an overseas contract. I don't know. I mean, that, that could be a reason for the delay. I mean, he's visited, in theory, he's visited everywhere he needs to visit to make a decision. Um, we thought this decision was coming Sunday, and it just keeps kind of dragging on and on and on and on. And, and the first thing we heard, and this was, I was hearing this from a lot of places, and these were places that were in direct contact with Carrie Blackshear, and his family like early on it was a wide perception that he was pretty committed to being a pro whether that meant he was getting drafted in the nba or not like he he understood that he might not but that he was pretty committed to being a pro maybe that's back on the table um you know maybe he's essentially you know i i kind of get the sense that uh RJ Hampton was sort of using colleges and the you know I'll I'll go to college as leverage. I mean it happens in baseball. Um you know players use the threat of going to college as leverage to get more money out of negotiating with Major League Baseball teams. You know I I kind of got the sense that RJ Hampton played everybody in that regard, you know, acting like he was going. I mean, he he set a date and said, I'm going to announce between these three schools and then went on TV on that date and announced he was signing overseas. Like, I think there's a good chance he was using the the prospect of going to college somewhere as a bargaining chip. And at this point, maybe that's what Kerry Blackshear is doing with somebody. Um, And again, I don't really fault him for doing that either. I mean, it's not like he's uh, really screwing anybody over. Because this is deep into the, the you know, the the signing periods are all over. Everybody's established their rosters, um, as it is. These he would really just be a bonus for anybody he's going to. Um, so that's that's a, yet another wrinkle and possibility that I could see being absolutely real and um throwing another sort of fly into the ointment, I guess you'd say.
0: Yeah. Uh that is something that is, is rather interesting. Uh, I mean, I I'm wondering, like, what more could he get from a pro team? And that I don't know. That's that'd be a heck of a a, a maneuver. Honestly, I would pat him on the back and applaud him <laughs> of being that creative with with these kind yep. of situations, trying to work something out. And then if he's not finding something from a numbers perspective, uh, in a pro league, uh, then he can just go to college because that's. I wonder though. Okay, here's a here's a scenario. Can you? But you can't negotiate and then come back to college, can you?
1: I mean, not technically.
0: <laughs> I mean, we are going. But, we are going way down a rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, honestly, I have. I I don't know if there's any validity to that. But I mean, it would. If that ends up happening, you would go. Okay. Well, this makes sense now. Why there was this huge delay? That may, there may be nothing to it. I'm not saying that I have any information of that. I'm saying that was. It I was something I saw pop up on Twitter today, and I thought, you know what? Could be. I mean, it could be. Because, like I said, I really genuinely think that is what happened in the RJ Hampton situation. Because I, there's no way that on Tuesday he had three finalists for colleges and scheduled an announcement to pick between the three. And on Wednesday, he all of a sudden had a contract overseas.
0: Yep, that's probably true. So... Coming up next, we are going to do one of our favorite pastimes on this podcast, and that is interpret a John Calipari tweet. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Twillery. If you go to twillery.com slash on and use the promo code locked on, you get $25 off your order. Twillery is built on a century-old family manufacturing business. They still make millions of shirts a year for leading brands. And they leverage those contacts and their team's technical know-how to keep costs down while maintaining high standards in quality and craftsmanship. Shirts are a commodity. They make stocking up your closet simple, easy, and affordable. Plus, they guarantee the perfect fit. They offer free shipping and returns on your order. So go to twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and check out Twillery today. Step up your shirt game, guys. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. John Calipari had a tweet, two tweets actually. One was accompanied by a video. Um, Do we want to break down the, the 20 seconds of practice footage we got to see? And
1: nope. <laughs> <laughs> although, although here's one thing I would say. Oh, in I, in a picture in a picture that I've seen, and now in this video, I don't think I've been able to make out Nate Cestina. So,
0: well, that's not surprising though. He told, um, uh, I mean he he was he, Calipari said he was in a boot, and I I don't think he's, he's ready to go yet.
1: That's not. Yeah. I mean that was that was like what three weeks ago though. So, um, but no, I'm just saying it's it's. At least there's the possibility that he is in fact not going yet, and, that, and no, it's not a huge surprise. But
0: no, um, I, yeah, that's a good point. I, I agree. That is something worth noting in this. And now, now everyone is going to be uh, eagle-eyed in there trying to pick out Sistina, which, with that fantastic haircut, he won't be tough to spot when he is included in one of these practice videos.
1: What a great line in the draft live show with Joel Justice and and TJ Beiser but he, after Joel, if folks who are listening don't know, after Joel broke down his game, he said one thing. I like that he called him Coach Joel. I think that's what he called him. One thing Coach Joel is missing is that I have the best haircut in the SEC. It's pretty. <laughs> that was pretty strong. I like that.
0: That was a good line. That was definitely a good line. Um, but anyway, so Calipari had like a tweet about the culture of competitiveness and the players um and then a video of a short video of them doing some practice stuff a cut up of 20 or 30 seconds but then and i'm just going to really read the first the first sentence of the second tweet in the little thread um calipari said we don't promote two guys and push everyone else to the curb that's clearly directed at duke right
1: i think so yeah there's been much speculation on the old twitters Mike Rutherford, um, who covers Louisville, thought maybe it was related to Tennessee because they had had they kind of had two sort of forward uh, facing stars last year. But I don't really think, uh, and because they're you know it's maybe Kentucky and Tennessee for Blackshear. I don't think though it was that because that doesn't one it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Two because uh, I just don't think he would like really thrash at uh, Rick Barnes, his buddy. Um, And also because I think everything that's now that Patino's gone from Louisville, almost everything that's of the thinly veiled shot is directed at Duke. Um, And so, except for his very specific shot at LSU the other day (laughs) where he named LSU. But yeah, it, it feels like that's probably Duke and, uh, I think it's also interesting because you say, "Oh, well, there were three stars." Like, not really. I mean, they kind of did push Cam Reddish to the side. Well, I think um, that's and, the whole and, point. That's the whole right. point of that line. Am right, I, if
0: you're right. reading it through a, du- a Duke interpretation, it's that that hey, you know, if you're the if you're not uh, the the top of the top at, at that program, Duke, then you're not going to be uh, your value is going to be decreased a ton. And I mean, Reddish, if you know, well. Kyle, even basketball has been talking about Cam Reddish for years. He was he was the guy that met with LeBron and Rich Paul. I guess it's been what three summers ago or two summers ago. There was that whole deal where um, they had a lunch together and everybody was like, "Oh, you know, uh, Clutch is trying to get in early with this guy because he's a top, he's going to be a top five pick." And I mean, he didn't fall that far. He went number ten, but. I think that's kind of like those things are clearly aligning.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, to me that that was definitely a Duke shot. It was it was the RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson show and you know, a guy as good as as Cam Reddish got pushed aside and obviously there were a bunch of other guys uh, that sort of uh, sort of got swallowed up in the shadow that is cast by those guys. You know, I, I don't know if that's completely fair but um but this it, is obviously the point that Cal is trying to make, he's obviously still um, very much annoyed, I think. I think this all all also stems from the Jay Billis thing. I think because I, I mean this is a whole lot of interpreting and I'm maybe putting some words in Cal's mouth or some thoughts in his head, but I feel like I feel like I, I, like I kind of get the guy uh, to a certain extent at this point and certainly that dynamic between him and Duke and Mike Shashevsky. I would imagine his his thought is, like, why is Jay Billis suddenly saying this thing that's basically a counter to our recruiting pitch at Kentucky? And then you say, well, he recru- he also cut a basically recruiting promo for Duke at the draft that night that Duke put out on its official account. Um, maybe Mike Krzyzewski asked him to do this around the draft because you know draft day is Kentucky's big day every year and. Um, I, you know, I, I would imagine that the, that this whole thing stems from he's annoyed by what Jay Billis said. That he assumes that what Jay Billis said was to benefit his alma mater, Duke, and Duke continues to be Kentucky's nemesis in recruiting. And so, um, this was Cal coming back with a with a shot across the bow. Um, I think this was Duke, but <laughs> the second half of that tweet, I don't know that I'm like, uh totally spellbound by this new motto of Kentucky
0: basketball. Well, I'll read it real quick. Um, he continued, this is about all these kids becoming their best version. As this team succeeds, we all become our best version. And then in all caps, big team, better me. And yes, we trademarked that. So big team, better me is apparently trademarked. Um,
1: which also seems – the trademark thing seems like a shot at Duke because, you know, there's this – this Brotherhood? Uh, well, there's a, yeah, there's this idea that, that Duke sort of hijacks Ken- Kentucky's themes a year or two later or, you know, Kentucky does something and Duke steals it, you know, a year or two later. that That's sort of the perception that's out there. So I assume, Cal, that's another little dig at, at Duke. But uh, – I feel like that. I mean, I guess the 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 way I would interpret that is maybe based on the context of the tweet is that you know if the team succeeds, then individuals succeed. You know, and and it's and it's about the group and not any one or two stars. But I feel like there's like a cup, maybe a few better, more clear ways to com- to communicate <laughs> that message. It seems like a little bit of a clunky, uh, a clunky motto to me. I, I'm not sure it's going to catch fire. Big team, better me. I don't think that's going to catch fire. Well, <laughs> That's, just, that's, just, my, that's I, just my sense.
0: Well, I will say this and this is uh, kind of it doesn't even matter the motto. Honestly, though, if you put any kind of phrase that comes out of John Calipari's mouth, stick a UK logo underneath it, it'll sell on a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there ain't no probably, Kyle. There's, there's multiple... <laughs> Multiple companies based off of just taking comments that people say around the Kentucky program and then selling them to people. Anyway, um, coming up next, we got uh, that recruiting nugget um, from the 2020 class because not looking good for a player making his way to UK because of some factors that we now know about. But before that, check this out. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team
1: every day.
0: Cade Cunningham is an explosive, dynamic, impressive looking guard in the 2020 class. He was, uh, Kentucky was considered the leader, leader according to the Crystal Ball for a while there. And uh, when you got a chance to talk to Cade, I think you, where was that? Were you in Atlanta when you talked to him, right? Yes. Yeah. And then I was in Indy when I talked to him. Uh, He told you guys down there, basically, he didn't know how Kentucky got the perception of being the leader. That wasn't necessarily true. Well, now, after today, I think it's pretty clear who the leader is, Kyle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think Oklahoma State, by hiring his brother as a coach, has probably vaulted into the lead. And that probably explains why there was a run on Oklahoma State predictions in the old crystal ball Um uh it all it all comes clear now. I've been hearing about this for a while that it was probably gonna happen. I think Kentucky has or will effectively bow out of that recruitment because that's not one you that's one you know you're probably fighting a losing battle with. It's it's not uh it's not unlike uh when you're in deep with James Wiseman and they go and hire his high school and AAU coach. <laughs> You, you. That's probably a face palm if you've if you've been putting in time on that kid because you know you that that maybe nothing you can do there, and it's even it's an even deeper connection when it's actual when you hire their actual family member. So, um, it happens. I mean, it's not illegal. People will go, oh, that's dirty or whatever. I mean, like it happens. Um, you know, I think John Calipari in his past has put people on his staff that had connections to players because. You know when you're when you're trying to recruit against the big dogs and you're not one of the big dogs, you gotta you gotta try everything you can um, within the rules, and it is within the rules to do that. I mean, you've got to. I think they've tweaked the rules where you can't just like hire the guy in some BS position. He's got to be actually a legitimate coach. But this guy is. He was a coach, I think, at Tulane or
0: he was. His title was associate director of video operations and. You might scoff at that title, but that has become a more important role in the basketball uh, world over the last couple of years. Obviously, yeah. the most prominent one is uh, Frank Vogel, who you know you wrote about, Kyle, and now the the head coach of the L.A. Lakers. That's how he got his start in the video room. And there's multiple examples of that. Uh, Spoelstra at Miami, who'll be coaching Tyler here next year, also started out. So this, I mean, you know, the, obviously there's connection, but it seems like Kanan Cunningham, Cade's brother does have the qualifications to be a d1 uh, assistant
1: well and look coaches with less coaching chops are hired all the time because they're they're recruiters right to get players you everybody's or, or lots of teams have a guy on staff who may may not be king x and o but he's king recruiter and there's not much you can do better than bring arguably the best player in america Uh, with you (laughs) to a program. So whether it be because you're blood relatives or you're just that good or you're his high school or AAU coach. Um, So, uh, you know, more power to Oklahoma state for that. It'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, Tyrese Maxey, his dad, uh, SMU hired his dad and then he committed to Kentucky. And like, I think almost immediately after Tyrese Maxey committed to Kentucky, uh, his dad no longer had a job on the SMU staff. So, I mean, it happens. It's a gamble. I mean, in this case, they're probably going to get Kate Cunningham, but do they keep the kid? Do they keep his brother after? I don't know. We'll see, but he's really good. I mean, there's, he, he blew up this spring, and like I said, he may end up being the best player in the class of 2020.
0: That wouldn't surprise me at all if that's the case. Speaking of uh, recruiting and King recruiters, I got a chance to talk to Vince Mero on the weeknight show I do with Dick Gabriel, Big Blue Insider. Uh, he was a—he uh, is obviously feeling pretty good about himself, Kyle. And I would just direct anybody who's interested to go check out that uh, conversation. Just search Big Blue Insider on any of your podcast players; you'll find it there. Uh, should be labeled with Vince Mero's name in the title of the episode, but. Uh, we talked about it on the last edition of the show, him taking over Louisville and now them getting all the Louisville recruits. And uh, the, I guess I'll, I'll share this portion of it. It was kind of funny, Kyle, because according to Vince, he didn't realize that there were Kentucky fans in the city of Louisville. He said when he first took over recruiting that area, he thought he was going to have to be like kind of nonchalant and be like low key, which would probably be tough to, for him to do regardless, because he thought everybody was going to be Cardinal fans, but he found out quickly that, that there's a ton of Kentucky fans in Louisville.
1: Yeah, it's uh, when I worked at the Courier Journal when I first got hired. Um, they, they weren't too many years removed from they had they had spent a ton of money to hire a some kind of polling company to do a, a wide ranging, not like a few, but like a, st- a a statistically significant poll of the city of Louisville. And they basically found that, like, it was in the city of Louisville, it was close to a 50-50 split. I think there were more, if I remember correctly, there were more Louisville fans, but it was, like, maybe, like, 52 to 48. Um, You know, and then outside of the city of Louisville or Jefferson uh, County, it's, like, 95% Kentucky fans, maybe more than that. Um, But, yeah, it, it is pretty remarkable that in a city that houses the other major program in the state, and university in the state, it's still heavily Kentucky. Yep. And it, it's probably, you know, that probably doesn't hurt the fact that if, when you when you go in there and try to recruit and say, wow, how's Kentucky getting, like, all the best players in Louisville again? One, because Vince Merrill is there. But two, I think a lot of kids in that city grow up Kentucky fans.
0: Yeah, or, you know, even if they are Louisville fans, there's not maybe a necessarily super negative, you know, the – The rivalry plays differently depending on where you're at, and if they have friends that are Kentucky fans, then it's maybe a little bit more acceptable to kind of consider that school. So um, go check that out, uh, Big Blue Insider, uh, on your podcast player. Uh, Speaking of other podcasts, I got the opportunity to be on Locked on Hornets and Locked on Spurs today. Did interviews talking Keldon Johnson and P.J. Washington, respectively, on those podcasts. Uh, If you'd like to, go check those out. There were some fun conversations. I didn't know this. Uh, but um, our buddy Joel Justice, apparently Kyle, has been uh, cheating on us. I guess is too strong of a word. But when I was talking to the guys over at Locked On Spurs, apparently he'd been doing some radio interviews around San Antonio and talking up Keldon Johnson.
1: Well, how about that? We he
0: we have we launched the career of a multimedia superstar in Joel Justice.
1: He might just retire from coaching and get rich on on uh, you know being a media mogul.
0: I believe in him if that's what he would, he would like to do. Uh, real quick, I did want to shout out, I forgot to mention this yesterday, Kyle, and I regretfully didn't get the name of this person, but when I was at, and we didn't even talk about this at all, actually, uh, I went to Isaac Humphrey's show at the Lexington Opera House on Sunday night. Awesome performance. He killed it. But as I was leaving, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I love Locked on Kentucky. And I was kind of confused for a second because I-, I thought someone was going to tell me, you don't belong in the opera house, sir, and told me to get out. But no, it was a fan, and I didn't catch his name, but thank you for telling us that you enjoyed the program.
1: That's, that's awesome. That's pretty, uh, we get stopped on the street now.
0: Yeah, I know. It was kind of crazy. And they told me, um, continue to do Johnny Juzang Trang as much as possible and keep doing impersonations of all kinds of people because you do a great job of that. That's what they told That's
1: me. They told me. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent.
0: Speaking of the Johnny Juzane train, I tweeted this out yesterday. Keep an eye out for something, guys, because I'm, I'm working on something, a little giveaway that we'll do. So stay tuned to all the social media feeds. I'll be announcing it there. You can follow us at LockedOnUK on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow Kyle at...
1: Zuzang hype train (laughs) at Kyle Tucker underscore a t h.
0: Someone's gonna get that uh, at now.
1: (laughs) Let me just check and see if it's available.
0: Okay, I'm gonna check right now. Oh well, I gotta have to like set up an email and everything if I want to secure it. Uh, Zuzang hype train.
1: It's available.
0: It is. We'll we'll do it. (laughs) Uh, 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 Anyway. Anyway, um, you can follow me at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H, and the best way to help out the show is subscribe on whatever podcast player you are enjoying us, and then also share it so somebody else could enjoy the podcast and and tell them to subscribe so they get it every day right to their podcast feed. Uh, Thanks again to Hotels.com for sponsoring this edition of the show. We'll talk to you guys soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry. I won't finish. You get the idea. He's never going to commit. You all right? Yeah. I was sitting on my foot.